Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. Uh, it's great to have you with us again. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my superb producer. Don't tell him I said that, by the way, Darren Ball. And we're going to today talk about the fact that all spiritual experience leads to ascension. And that may kind of seem obvious until always, and we have the chance, and I'm so grateful for this chance on this show to really break down the words of Mars Sector 6 as delivered through the outstanding, completely unique mediumship of Dr. George King. And thanks to the explanations that Dr. King has given us in his brilliant lectures, all of which are available, uh, by the way, uh, as are as are the transmissions from us. You can gain, you can obtain these, and I do recommend you to do so because my words are just nothing compared to the outstanding revelations that he made uh, about it. And we draw on those in these shows. By the way, talking of things that are available, I've referred twice now to Meditation for This Age by Mars Sector 6. I think it's a complete spiritual game changer, if that's not too uh, impertinent to use words like that about it because it's so holy. It really does alter our whole trajectory uh, of, in terms of understanding evolution on this earth. Just one word in it, the word reflection. We've spoken about that last week and what that means as against the old idea of delusion when talking about physical manifestation and thinking, material manifestation and thinking. The word reflection puts a much greater bearing and balance and understanding of what it is. It does matter. It does exist, but it's only a reflection of the life. So that transmission, meditation for this age, is available also to you. So all spiritual experience leads to ascension. One of the great aphorisms in the 12 blessings, for those of you familiar with it, specifically the fourth blessing is the statement made by the Master Jesus through Dr. King, that wonderful experience is, and I quote, the greatest gift from man or even God to man. Uh, that's very carefully worded, I think. Uh, it does change people's view because some of the old, uh, as it were, thinkers, the traditionalists of the past, uh, didn't regard experience as a wonderful thing. They almost regarded it as something to be avoided. Uh, but of course, it doesn't mean, though, that we should all seek every possible type of experience or think we have to do everything, in, in which case it's all go out and become, you know, we have to be murderers, drug addicts, you name it, in order to uh, gain experience. It depends on the individual, what is needed. Uh, it's talking about wonderful experience or what Mars Sector 6 calls spiritual experience. Now, the ninth blessing 
Uh, he defines, that's the Master Jesus, the experience he's talking about in another great aphorism, uh, one which had actually a massive effect upon Dr. King when he first heard it. And by the way, Dr. King has to had to listen back to these transmissions to hear them for the first time because he was in a deep somatic trance. He didn't have recall of what was said. He had to listen to it afterwards. And in this uh, second aphorism, in the ninth blessing, Master Jesus says, talks about that experience which will lead us to the Godhead as conscious gods. That's another wonderful quote. That's the wonderful experience. That's the greatest gift from man or even God to man. And this is what will lead us all to the highest initiation of all on earth, namely ascension. So let's now listen to our extract for the day, delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. King in the sixth freedom about this would you play that please darren this is ascension it is not the result of a decree mantra or any other a mystic a practice but the result of all a spiritual experience culminated into one facet. Brilliant words, very carefully delivered, uh, far more revolutionary than they might seem at first listening or first reading. You know, the master theorist put it brilliantly, and I've quoted this before, in a simple statement, reach outwards, reach upwards, but do not ever, my brothers, please forget to reach inwards. For although the outside world has much to offer, it cannot offer you one small part of what the inside world can offer you. So it's all about balance between the inner and the outer world, and especially in these days when service is the number one priority. And I think it's significant, isn't it, that in 1956, it was the Lord Buddha who took his position as what we call the Kamara of Shambhala, replacing the Sanet Kamara, who'd been there for 18 million years. I know that's a vast revelation if you've never heard it before, and you'll find full information. And by the way, please do continue writing to us with your comments and your questions uh, we really do appreciate these and we're happy to answer them. But because the Lord Buddha is associated very much with the inner world, with detaching from the outer world of experience, going into the silence through meditation and so on, when the archetypes in this age are the six adepts, uh, are the Lord Babaji himself has chosen to become one of these. That's a very, very significant move, a very different aspect of spirituality from, say, as taught, for example, in Yogananda's wonderful autobiography and other Eastern sources about this Mahavatar, the Lord Babaji. But it must also be a deliberate move as a perfect balance, as if to reinforce the inner world that the Lord Buddha would take this supreme position on Shambhala. Dr. King told a wonderful story about the Lord Buddha in a lecture he delivered in California in 1959. And he said that one of Buddha's students asked him one day, my Lord, what is reality? And the Lord Buddha didn't answer. And the student said again, my Lord, I ask you for a second time, what is reality? 
Again, the Lord Buddha was silent. The student started to get a bit annoyed and said, My Lord, I ask you for a third time. Tell me, what is reality? Then the Lord Buddha spoke and said this, I have already answered you twice. What a brilliant concept. True reality can only be discovered in silence. But Mars Sector 6 is telling us in this extract that mystical practices, including meditation in the silence, are not, are not the totality of spiritual experience. And we've spoken on the show before about how even the ascended masters themselves have changed. They're extremely active, more than ever, I would suggest, in numerous ways, some of them very practical ways, under the leadership, of course, of the Lord Babaji. They're exemplifying this new language that we've spoken about in previous shows, the language of direct action. And of all of them, the Lord Babaji, as you can imagine, is the most active. And that means that experiences are required now uh, below the below their level, at our level, to attain ascension. Uh, they're different from those that would have been required in the past. It doesn't mean to say more experience is required, but that it's different and in certain respects greater because it embraces service far more. It requires the aspirant to become more engaged in the affairs of humanity, more exposed to basic vibrations, negative vibrations, even wicked energies to combat these with light. Uh, for example, the, the darkness of war combated with the light of spirituality. There's a limit now to detachment. There's a limit to pacifism even, although... It could be, I, this is a, just something I throw out your way, that you aren't really required to become a spiritual warrior until, on this earth at least, you've lived and demonstrated true pacifism, which Dr. King himself did, by the way. He's a conscientious objector and pacifist in the Second World War, played a very dangerous role, an active role in the fire service in the London Blitz. Uh, his sister said he was fearless, but he was, at that time, a pacifist, and that's a person, a yogi, who was uh, self-described as a born fighter. So it wasn't the easiest thing for him to do. And now then became, of course, a great spiritual warrior. So the experience cycle is different now. Uh, it means arriving at a point in which all spiritual experiences culminated, as Mars Sector 6 brilliantly puts it, into one facet, and then ascension is possible. The lessons learned must be different in certain respects, but the mastery of the experience cycle of life upon earth has got to be exactly the same. It's a modified journey, but to the same destination. The hills and valleys, the circuitous routes, the shortcuts could be different, possibly with a greater focus in the early stages at least on the manipulation of karma rather than manipulation of kundalini, but we must arrive at the same point when karma decrees that enough spiritual experience has been gained upon earth for ascension to be possible, for Kundalini to be fully controlled, risen to the highest chakra at will. And then, of course, that leads to ascension. Your thoughts, Darren? Thanks, Richard. I think um, you know my takeaway from the show is, again, this message that it's the, um, the amalgamation of these Eastern and Western spiritual approaches into this direct spiritual action you talked about throughout the world, which is... Yeah. key to uh, lasting spiritual enlightenment and um you know, i thought i'd mention actually for uh, for the benefit of listeners um on the side here that if you'd like to discover more about this language of direct action that richard's talked about there 
and this extraordinary event even that catapulted this philosophy to the fore. You can check out um, episode 41. It was back in April, April 23rd, I think it was, um, for a little bit more information about that. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the nine freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 and Dr. George King at our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And of course, we share a moment of truth on the show every week, or a question even. And I'll reinforce what Richard said earlier. Do get in touch with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Now, this week, I um, have a question here uh, about courage on the spiritual path, actually. Mm. And this person says this, how do you maintain the courage of your convictions in the face of skeptic and naysayers, especially in this time of such incivility? In other words, there's just so much meanness being dished out with the disagreement. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I can really sort of honestly say I think I've had my fair share of that, probably more than most, because I've done so many interviews. And I must say, it has changed, I will say, for the better. But it's still, you, you're facing it. And people are facing this all the time. And even if it isn't spoken, it's in the mind belt on this physical plane. And it's one mm. of the essential tests, actually. Uh, I think one way is what the master theorists advised, go outwards, go upwards, but never forget to go inwards, uh, recharge your batteries from a spiritual point of view so you're ready to meet, as it were, the onslaught of negativity, be it spoken or unspoken. And there's no point, I would just as a little tip, in frittering your energies in pointless argument. I mean, make your case if it's appropriate and whenever you can, but just leave it. And if people, you know, want to ridicule, want to argue, want to disbelieve, uh, you're not obligated to engage in that because it won't lead to greater wisdom. Usually, you can't be dogmatic about these things. But don't fritter your energy. Don't lose your energy. Uh, sort of protect yourself to a degree, with, especially with spiritual practice. You, you aren't going to be able to. I can be quite definite, and I've seen many examples of people who stopped doing spiritual practices, who were doing good work, and then later the work stopped as well. So you aren't going to be able to maintain this without recharging yourself with spiritual practices and seeing it for what it is. It's the reflection. It's not the life. And it's certainly not the reality. Yeah, excellent there, Rich. I think uh, for me, what I take away from that, it's like the deeper the well of conviction you have available for yourself to draw on as a result of your spiritual practices and you know the service and everything else that you're getting to recharge yourself, um, the better the better you'll be positioned. Indeed. Um, and face this and you can see why in the past people went away, but now it's service in the clatter as the master theorists put it and that's the core thing to do it's not it's not the easiest thing to do but service is the jewel in the rock of attainment 